0: This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Here we go. Welcome to week two of a series of calling Beyond. We are talking about beyond this life, beyond into eternity. Uh, We talked about it today. I promise you today. Uh, I'm going to be really strong, really strong. Um, I remember I was writing this message, and the Lord reminded me of some post-Jesus days. Anybody has some pre-Jesus days? He had some days where you're like, I did some dumb things back in them days, okay? And I remember back in those days, I had a drink. A friend of mine was like, you got to try this drink. And I was like, what is it called? It's called Mad Dog. It was just called Mad Dog. And I took one drink of Mad Dog, and I thought I was going to die, okay? My whole entire insides were on fire, okay? It was like drinking straight gasoline, okay? Listen, today is one of these moments that I really felt like the Lord was like, I need you to shepherd, and that's my job. My job is to shepherd you, shepherd the sheep. And one of my jobs as a shepherd is to make sure that we tend and shepherd off false teaching, right? False doctrine. My job is to divide the Word of God. Amen? And please pray for me, okay? I, look, I'm a man. I'm not perfect, but I'm doing my best to hear from the Holy Spirit and to take the Word of God and divide it and to feed you something that will feed your soul. Amen? That is the mission of Elevate Church, to feed and tend, okay? Jesus said, this is what Jesus said in Mark chapter 6, verse 34. Jesus saw a huge crowd and stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Meaning that there are literally thousands of people, and you're a part of that, There are sheep. And they're like, you know what? I need a shepherd. I need somebody that will feed me some life. I need somebody that will encourage me. I need somebody that will love me. I need somebody that will help my family and and help us figure out some things in life. Can I get an amen for that? Okay. And so Jesus, this is what Jesus said. said, so he began teaching them many things. Meaning this, he wanted to bring them out of darkness and bring them into light. Meaning that you have thoughts that are in darkness that have been rooted in darkness from the time you were little. And so the word of God does what? It renews our thinking. It changes the way we think. It changes the way we process. Okay? And so sometimes as a shepherd, the Lord goes, we got to deal with this issue so that we come into correct alignment with what God's saying. Amen? Amen? What the word of God is saying. All right, so go with me, okay? Uh, we're going to go to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. If you got a phone with the Bible app, pull out your phone with the Bible app. Uh, hey, Drew, can you help me with something real quick? We're going to talk today um, about eternity. And I wanted to try to do my best to just illustrate this today, okay? So I just need you to walk that way with the rope okay you got you got me yeah just keep going we're good yeah there you go yeah let let it go over we good i promise you we're not gonna hurt anybody yeah keep going keep going just keep going yep keep going yeah keep going my friend keep going go 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 keep going yeah you got a lot more to go don't you Yeah, we'll see you later, Drew. Peace out. (laughs) He's out the door. All right, now here's the deal, okay? Our life is this white little part on the rope. Our life here on earth. Bible says what? That this life is like a vapor. It's like a mist. This rope that you cannot see any longer because Drew is far out the door represents what? Eternity. Eternity. Right? And we talked about this last week. What are we living for? Are we living for this white piece of tape? This life here on earth that will be here and gone someday? Or are we believing in living for eternity? What are we living for in this life? And the truth is this, that Jesus said this, The highway to hell is broad and it's wide, and it says what? Many will find it, right? It's not easy. I mean, it's not hard to go to hell. I mean, it is. Look, just be selfish, right? Just put yourself first. Just say, I don't need Jesus. I don't need a God. I don't need a Savior. I don't need anything. I I am my own God, and I will do my own thing, and I will live for this, right? But Jesus said, what? The pathway to heaven is narrow. It's narrow. So we're gonna continue to talk about this. Like, what are we what are we really living for? Are we living for this, this white little piece, or are we living for the journey of eternity? Amen? All right, you ready? You're gonna get hit. That kid's like, oh, he's in the hoodie. He's like, Don't hit me with the rope, don't hit me with the robe. Are we ready? All right, Drew, yeah, take it away, take it away. Here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says this, For God made Christ Jesus, who never sinned, to be an offering for our sin, so that we would be made right through God by Christ. Can I get an amen from anybody? Okay. Jesus was made to be an offering for what? Our sin. What sin? Well, Galatians 5, 19 through 21 tells us. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, Another sins like this. The Passion Version says this manipulating others. Woo! It's got real up in this piece, didn't it? Okay? Only thinking about yourself? Being in love with your opinion? So, the word says Jesus paid a price for our sin. Sin, a.k.a. is this, not living in God's best for your life, right? God gave us the word of God as a roadmap, as a blueprint to go, here, I'm going to help you live out life and live it out successfully. This is why I said the thing about the marriage conference. You can do marriage your way or you can do marriage God's way. I promise you God's way is a lot better, okay? And so Jesus had to come and be a sacrifice. Why? Because here's the deal. If you were to break the law, okay, if you were to go and steal something, hurt somebody, if you were to break the law, what would have to happen? There would have to be a price paid for the injustice that you made. Correct? We all understand this, okay? This is the same thing that's happening in the word of God. Okay, now God gave Moses, okay, not Mose, okay. Oh, I was trying to see who got that. Who's my office people in the house? Come on, somebody. Okay, not Moses, Moses, okay. He gave Moses what? 613 laws. Right? And then he said, hey, don't break them. You think anybody succeeded? Nope. Why do we have Jesus? I'm going to tell you why we have Jesus. Romans chapter 3, verse 21, it says this. But now God has shown us the way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. Aren't you thankful that today we don't follow the 613 laws in the Old Testament? Okay. He said, I'm going to show you how not to follow these things. It was promised in the writings of Moses and prophets long ago. Verse 22, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. So when we put our faith in Jesus, we no longer have to follow the law, but we follow Jesus who fulfilled the law. Amen. Okay. Ooh, it's going to get good in here. This is true for anyone who believes, no matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter what you've said, it doesn't matter your past, it doesn't matter. It's for you. The gospel is for you. Says this in verse 23. For everyone has sinned. Everyone. We're all sinners. We all make mistakes. We're all breaking God's law and falling short of God's glorious standards. Why is it God's glorious standards? Because he is perfect. He's perfect. I, I want to establish this. Like he's perfect and the word of God is perfect. And he did not make a mistake when he wrote the word of God. As many would want to suggest, that the word of God changes as society changes and changes as the day and time changes. No, the society might change, the day and time might change, culture might change, but the word of God does not change because God is perfect and the word of God is perfect. (laughs) Amen? Okay. Verse 24. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight, And he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of sin. Verse 25, for God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for our sin. People are made right with God when they believe in Jesus' sacrifice of his life, shedding of his blood. So we need to understand some things. Number one, Jesus and grace is a free gift. It's a free gift. It's just like this. Skylar, I saw you out there today with that sign, and I was so proud of you. Your face was so red, and you were so cute, and you were just smiling. I mean, just smiling. So, listen, listen, this is a gift from me, okay? So, listen, listen, this is 20 bucks, okay? Look, she just accepts it, right? Right? No, oh, no, 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 that's for you, that's for you. She's like, she said thank you, right? She, she said the right thing right amen right it's a gift so when you get a gift what do you do oh thank you i appreciate that jesus thank you i appreciate your sacrifice thank you for your grace thank you for your mercy thank you right number one jesus and grace is just a gift It's a gift from God because he loves you that much. It's just an awesome gift. Number two, Jesus paid for all of the law on the cross. All of it. All of it was fulfilled in Jesus. And all of your sin and my sin and my guilt, my shame was placed upon Jesus on the cross. This is why God the Father could not even look at Jesus. Amen? It was all on him. Number 3 this. You can't earn God's love and grace. Okay? I don't remember. I don't remember your name. You told me earlier too. yeah. Griffin. Here's 20 bucks. Okay? Y'all are like, "Ooh, church is getting real good today." I'm feeling me some church today. Look. look. Griffin did nothing to earn that. Right? Absolutely nothing. This just showed up today. That's, that's the grace of God. That's how grace works. You can't earn it. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how great of a Christian you are. I don't care what you do. You can't earn God's grace. You just go, oh, thank you. Right? Thank you. Appreciate that. It's pretty great. Correct? Come on, get, get, get an amen. amen, okay, okay, listen, let's see here, what's in my other pocket, oh, there's another 20 in my other pocket, for my man, Eddie, my man, Eddie. listen, listen, Eddie just goes, thank you, just like you did, just thank you, thanks for taking all my sin, That's why we were singing that third song, thankful for the cross. Man, I'm so thankful for the cross, right? And so Eddie just goes, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look, they all had the right response, right? Just thank you. Thank you, God, for what you've done. Now, listen, this drove the Pharisees crazy, It drove the Pharisees in the Bible crazy. Why? Because they did not understand this. Because the Pharisees, what? They were all about earning, earning, earning their relationship with God. And Jesus came along and he said, you can't earn your relationship with me. It is through faith that you accepting me. That's how you come to the Father. Jesus flipped it all. Can I get an amen? And they made this is good news, isn't it? You don't have to earn anything. You don't have to do anything. It is God's grace. He forgives you. He loves you. He's crazy about you. He saves you with his mercy and grace. And then he does what? He gives you this great gift called free will. Amen? Man, free will is crazy, isn't it? People ask me all the time, why is there crazy stuff in the earth? I'm like, it's free will. Amen? Listen, God gets blamed for a lot of things that's not God. It's not him. There's the thing called free will. People can choose what they want to do. They can choose to serve Jesus or they can choose to serve themselves. And when they serve themselves, they're really serving the devil. Right? And so God gives us free will. And he goes, hey, I'm going to give you an opportunity to choose me. I gave my life for you. I sacrificed it for you. I love you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. I want you. And I give you an opportunity. I give you what free will to choose me, to accept me. Amen? Okay. So God gives you this free will. And it says this, for everyone who chooses God and chooses to receive his grace and mercy, what happens then? Okay just what happened with these three people what happens you go thank you thank you god i appreciate that so the response from the heart to christ jesus then becomes what i'm loyal to christ jesus i don't know about you but when i receive grace and mercy from somebody or love from somebody man there's a lot of loyalty in my heart towards that person okay so for me serving jesus is a natural flow from my heart It is just natural. It's like, man, I can't even believe what Jesus has done for me. I do not deserve the grace of God. I don't deserve his mercy. I don't deserve him dying for me. I do not deserve this for one moment, and it is the grace of God, and I am so thankful for it. And it is a natural flow of my heart to go, I want to worship you. I want to serve you. I want to be with you. I want to be in relationship with you, Jesus. Amen? Is a natural flow. It just comes out of the heart. It's alive in you because you become alive to what Jesus has done. And listen, I get it. We're all at different places in the journey, right? I've been serving Jesus now, man, like 25 years awesome i understand not everybody in the room has served jesus that long and let me make this abundantly clear that's okay yeah. that's perfectly fine I, look <laughs> you know what i hated about church growing up they want to fix you real quick right just want to fix you they didn't care about what's going on inside they just want to fix you listen your relationship with jesus is fixes everything on the outside right i mean i said it like a few weeks ago like how did i stop smoking weed one day i just got real close to jesus over a few years right and the holy spirit's really good at his job i'm not the holy spirit amen i'm just a shepherd to give you the word of god amen so god brings his grace and his goodness okay and it is awesome And it's incredible. Now, all of this leads us to this passage, and this is where we're going to get the meat of today, Matthew 25. Okay? And I want to make this abundantly clear. Everything I just talked about does not change when I read this passage. Okay? So look at your neighbor and say, nothing changes. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Matthew 25. This is the words of Jesus, not the words of Jeff. The words of Jesus. This is him talking. Okay? Verse 14 again, the kingdom of heaven will be illustrated by this story. So Jesus is telling you, I want to tell you about my kingdom, because I understand that we all live in America, but we all live in a Western point of view. Jesus did not live in America, okay? Jesus in the kingdom of God is a kingdom where he is the king and we are his subjects. Amen? So we have to learn about his kingdom and how to operate in his kingdom then. Amen? Not in I, I love Jesus, but I love my Western culture, right? I'm about to offend everybody in here, okay? You can feel it, all right? So Jesus is talking about people currently in his kingdom and people coming into his kingdom, right? Because there's some of us that are already in. We're like in. We're like, man, I'm serving Jesus. I love Jesus. Man, I'm all in. And then there's some of us today, we are coming into the kingdom, and we're learning about Jesus, and we're like, man, the grace of God. When we're in worship, it's amazing. I just feel his love. We're like, we're stepping into the kingdom. So this is what Jesus is talking about. And it goes on to say this. A man goes on a long trip, meaning that God the Father, okay, Jesus, Jesus goes on a long trip. But before that, he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them when, they were go- when he was gone. Verse 15, he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last one, dividing the portions of- based on their ability. And then he left on his trip. Verse 16, the servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. Verse 17: The servant with two bags of silver also went and worked and earned two more. Verse 18: But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground, and hid the master's money. Verse 19: After a long time, the master returned from his trip and, gave, and uh, returned from his trip and gave and asked them to give an account of how they used his money. What is Jesus implying right here? He's saying this: I'm going to go away, and then someday I'm going to come back correct? We talked about this last week. We're all going to stand before Jesus someday. He said, I'm going to come back and everyone will give an account of how they use their life for Jesus. Now, did that change anything about the first half that I talked about? No. 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 There's no, no change. You are forgiven and you live in the grace of God every day, every day of your life, and you need it every day. But Jesus says, I'm gonna come back and you're gonna give an account. Verse 20. The servant who had five bags of silver came forward with five more. And the master and he said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I've earned five more. Verse 21. The master was full of praise. Well done, my faithful servant. You've been faithful with handling a small one. Now you will be given many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Many more responsibilities. Meaning what? That someday when we go to heaven, we're going to have responsibilities in heaven. Right? Like, we're not going to just be these objects floating around. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, like remember Jesus said he's coming back to earth to reestablish heaven on earth. Okay? So we're going to have responsibilities in the next life in eternity with Christ Jesus, okay? The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I've earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with handling a small amount. Now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. This is talking about us on resurrection day when Jesus comes back for his church, amen? And he goes, Come, let's celebrate together in heaven. We are together. Verse 24. The servant who had one bag of silver came forward. Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops where you did not plant and gathering crops where you did not cultivate. I was afraid. I was afraid. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people and go, I just feel like God's wanting me to do something great for his kingdom, but I'm so afraid that I'm not not enough. Right? This one says, I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid in the earth, and look, here is your money back. And the master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Again, I didn't say this. Don't get mad at me. Jesus wrote it. Take it up with him. It says, you wicked, lazy servant. You knew I harvested crops, and I did not plant or gather crops and did not cultivate. Why didn't you deposit the money in a bank? At least you would have gotten some kind of interest on it. Verse 28. Then he ordered... Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags. You want to argue with me if God's a capitalist. Woo. But God's fair. No, he's not. Oh, no, 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 no. We want to go, God's fair. Yeah, yeah, he's fair. He gives everybody an opportunity to trust him and serve him. But it is your choice. Your choice. He said, take it from them and give it to the one with ten. Verse 29. To those who use well what has been given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. You hear me talk about this all the time. Blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. Right? Because I use what God's given me for his kingdom. Amen? But to those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Verse 30. Now throw this useless servant into utter darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Michael asked me the other day, he was like, what is gnashing of teeth? I'm like, that's when people are in so much pain, they can't do anything but grind their teeth. I wish everybody went to heaven. And there's so many good people on this earth doing good things. But the Bible says there's just one way. There's one way to eternity. It is Jesus. It is Jesus Christ. And you know what's interesting about that little part right there? This guy found Jesus. Did you catch that? Because Jesus is talking about us that are here today in this passage. He's not talking about everybody else that isn't here today. He's talking about people inside of his kingdom. So we need to learn some truth from this. Truth number one is this. God trusts you more than you trust God. Woo! Can we get a, can we get a praise break real quick? Can we just get a, just, man, just grab that, okay? God trusts you more than you trust God, because when you were born, you were born with gifts and talents, amen? God blessed you, and he filled you, and he gave you gifts, and he gave you talents, and guess what? You were even born in the United States of America. Can you imagine how many people in this world would die to be born in the United States of America, and you get to go to American schools and be taught? We had this long talk with Michael. He was like, why do I have to go to school? Why do I have to study? We're like, because you have to, because God has put you in America so that you aren't dumb someday. You are not. A dummy, okay? Listen, you are blessed. Amen? You're blessed. And God put gifts, they put talents in you. It said this dividing into portions based on their ability. Okay? God gave you ability, He gave me ability. Some of my abilities are like speaking. I was talking to Johnny last night. He was like, I would just die if I had to stand on stage and speak. You know, he's like, I just can't fathom that. Look, God's given me the ability to speak. He's given me the ability to love. He's given me the ability to lead people. He's given me the ability to hear from the Holy Spirit. God's given me ability. He's given you ability. He trusted you with his ability. He put it inside of you. The problem is this. is when we start comparing our ability to other people's ability. And then we go, God, I don't like my ability. I like their ability, and I want to be them instead of who you called me to be. Amen? Okay? And God goes, I want you to be confident in the abilities I gave you. Ian, you back there, right? Wave your hand. That's my man, Ian, back there. Love, Ian, okay? Listen, Ian's got this ability for video and tech got these natural gifts amen so what does Ian do he comes to me and he goes pastor jeff whatever i can do to be a blessing to this church i will do whatever i can do to help the kingdom of god go forward and i just go take this god-given ability that you have and just run this tech team for me just run it and you know what his response was yeah absolutely got it amen Now, listen, I could go, man, I wish I had Ian's ability. I wish I could do what Ian could do. But God didn't intend for me to do what Ian does. Amen? I mean, I'm super thankful that Ian has that gift. But you know what I'm even more thankful? That he's willing to use it for God's glory. Right? God gives you ability. He blesses you. He fills you. He gives you grace. truth number two. When you hear the voice of God, go immediately. When you hear the voice of God, go immediately. Verse 16 in the Passion's Translation says this. The one who was entrusted with five immediately went and traded with the money, and he doubled his investment. He went what? Immediately. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, don't give the devil any time. Say it real passionately. Say, don't. Give the devil any time. Matthew chapter 13, verse 12. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and and they will have an abundance of knowledge. I don't know if you know this, but you need knowledge to succeed in this life. You need knowledge in business. You need knowledge in your family. You need knowledge in your relationships. And God goes, if you'll listen to what I have to say, I will give you more and more and more knowledge right? And you will live abundantly. But those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Have you met people that go, I just don't know what to do in life. I don't know how to manage my money. I don't know how to manage my home. I don't know how to manage my business. I, you, you see people like this all the time. What? They have no understanding. They have no understanding. So this. So when God tells you and shows you how to forgive, what do you need to do? Go and forgive immediately. Right? God showed you how to forgive. Now we follow his example. When God gives you an opportunity to sow, you do what? I go and sow. When? God shows you how to change your attitudes and your feelings. And how many of you know that attitudes and feelings are just feelings, right? They just come and they go. Amen? Right? Listen, the other day, I was stressed out in my mind, and I was asking the Lord. I was like, Lord, what's going on? He goes, you're just really tired. Go to bed. That's what the Lord told me. He said, just go to bed. Right? Like, sometimes you just need to go to bed, right? See, sleep. You feel better the next morning, right? But God shows you how to change your attitudes, how to correct things. Go and do it. Listen, Matthew chapter 13, verse 19 says this. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear about the kingdom and don't understand it. Meaning there's people that are going to hear about God's kingdom and they're going to go, I just don't get it. And I understand that because God's kingdom is reverse of the world. Everything you grow up in, everything you were taught is absolutely reversed. okay? says so, then the evil one, the devil comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Verse 20, a seed that fell on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. There's so many of us, and we come every Sunday, and we receive the message that God gives us, and we receive it with joy. And we're like, man, I'm thankful for God. I'm thankful for Jesus. But then it says this, because they don't have deep roots. It doesn't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems. As soon as a problem comes, they go, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust God's word. I don't know if I can trust him. Verse 22, the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth and the fruit that proceeds from it. Listen, how many of you know this, that you will hear the word of God and you will be encouraged and you will get in the car and you will get in a fight on the way home? Amen? You don't think the devil knew what he was doing? right? I mean, come on. You, you're you having this like incredible moment with God, and then this crazy text comes in. You're like, where did that come from? Well, the devil knew. What is he doing? He's trying to steal what God is doing in your life. How many know when you are seeking after Jesus and things are starting to happen in your life, all of a sudden, the most crazy situation in the world will pop up? right? He knows what he's doing. I mean, the devil is not not smart. He is smart. You're on social media and you see somebody else's life and all of a sudden you become discontent with your life and you start questioning your life and you start questioning your existence. Where do you think this comes from? Where do you think the lies come from? Listen, I was at Watson's the other day, okay? And I'm like sitting there and I'm talking to him about this pool because we just did our taxes. We're about to buy a pool. And you're going to come to my house this summer and you're going to enjoy my pool this summer in Jesus' name. And I'm at Watson's, okay? And I'm working with the guy, and he's a cool guy. And he goes, "Bro, what do you do?" And I'm like, "I'm a pastor in Liberty Township." He looks up our website. And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "He goes, I don't really do the God thing, but my daughter does the God thing." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I'm like, "Man, but you should check us out sometime." I'm like, "You know, we really love people and all that." And so, but he goes, "He goes, I gotta tell you, you know, my daughter was going to this church uh, for a while. She was going there, and then all of a sudden, they." Got Got into a building project, and I the, instant, the first thing I told her was, "I told you it was all about the money." What is the what is the devil? A liar? A liar? An accuser? Go immediately. Why? so that you don't give the devil time to convince you not to forgive somebody. Go immediately, so you hear the word of God in your heart and you act upon it, right? Don't give the devil time to steal away what God's doing in your life. Go immediately. Truth number three, long time. Verse 19, after a long time, the master returned from his trip and called them together to give an account of how they use their money. God is looking for people that are interested in the 5K and not the 100-meter dash. People in his kingdom, right? People that are in his kingdom. God's going, how many of you will be faithful to me for years, not months? Right? Because the new generation is all about what? Months. I'll, I'll try this for a, a moment, right? So Months. God's interested to go, who will give, who will put me first, not for a couple months, but through the whole 12 months? Even in the summer, when you go on vacation. I told you I would offend you today. I to, listen, I, to, I tell this all the time. I will offend you before you offend me. But the truth is, it's not even me offending you. It's Jesus offending you. We're still talking about the same God of the first part of the message, by the way. Right? Did you see that? Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed except for how we work inside of his kingdom as followers of Jesus. Number four, truth number four, it doubled. He comes back and he goes, Jesus, I doubled. All the gifts, all the talents, everything you did in me. I took it and I doubled it for your kingdom. I used everything I had for your kingdom. I took my talent, I took my time, I took my energy, and I doubled it for you. Can we just be honest in here? Listen, when I was a youth pastor, when I was a youth pastor, I got a job offer to work for Stryker. Stryker is a medical company. I was 24 years old. They wanted to offer me $100,000 plus commission. I promise you, if I was working there today, I would be making a whole lot more money than I'm making today, right? But what did I do? I chose, I chose, I chose to go, God, I give you my time, my talent, and my treasure to put the kingdom of God first, amen, Right? Settle down. Listen, God goes, double it. Double it for me. Not for somebody else. Yeah. For me. Uh Stephanie Sierra, I was thinking about you guys this last week. Man, I'm so proud of Stephanie Sierra. Can you put your hand up real quick? Yeah. Listen, Stephanie Sierra, they serve back in the Legends Room, and they are amazing. Yeah, they, are. they are amazing. They love our kids so well. They play with them. They have that place on lockdown. They get that place organized. The kids love them. They respect them. And, guys, I just love and respect you guys so much for putting the kingdom of God first. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Listen, Sierra, I love when she sings. When she sings, man, she is smiling. She's jumping. I just love, love her spirit. Love it. Love it. Love it. Listen, we got to come to the place that we understand that you are alive because God intends for you to be alive. That every breath that you have in your body is a gift from God. You are only alive because God intends for you to be alive. And he intends for you to use the breath that he's given you and the life he's given you for his kingdom. Truth number five, last truth. Um, can. Robert, can you just come play behind me? Thank you. Truth number five, my way. I'm going to serve God my way. The one servant came back with the one bag and basically said to Jesus, I did it my way. Right? In the most 2020 thing that we could ever say, we could go, man, I really liked the first part of that sermon today. Man, man, the first part of Pastor Jeff's sermon today, man, it was on point. Man, God's love and grace is amazing. And I really like Jesus, and I really liked that first part of the sermon. But you know what? I didn't like the second part of the sermon. I was just not, I wasn't about that, right? And in the most 2020 way, we go, because I hear this all the time. I have my own my own religion. I have my own deal with Jesus. Right? So what are we really saying? I want to do it my way. The problem is, in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus told him, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. There is one way to Jesus. There is one way in God's kingdom. There is one way. I'm just so thankful for the grace of God. In my natural response to the grace and the mercy and the kindness and everything that Jesus did on the cross. It's just natural to go, God, my life is not mine. My time is not mine. My energies are not mine. My finances are not mine. Nothing is mine. Everything is yours, however you want to use it. And I get that everything I just preached isn't popular. And look, listen, we got a bunch of new people in the house today. And some of you are like, man, did I come on the right Sunday? Like, was this the right Sunday to pick? And the Lord goes, yeah, it was. I want you to be part of my kingdom. Not something that man's making up. Right? There's a lot of people making up the Bible right now. There's a lot of false teaching out there right now. There's a lot of things that people are saying that don't really line up with the word of God, and I apologize for that, but I'm gonna do my best, even if it offends you, even if you don't like it, even if you don't ever come back to my church ever again. I love you enough so that the moment you stand before Jesus and he goes, what did you do with your life? What did you do with your life? And you go, I did it my way. He's gonna go, you know what? I sent Pastor Jeff and I sent Elevate Church to get in get in front of your way to stop you, to warn you, to protect you, to show you that there is my way. Amen? And the thing about God's way, it's a blessed way. Your marriage is blessed. Your finances are blessed. Like I said, God doesn't rob you. God doesn't rob you. He's not going to rob you of time. He's not going to rob you of finance. He's not going to rob you of anything. God goes, my kingdom is a blessed kingdom. Remember, he is the master that went away, and he had a lot to give. Did you see that in the story? He's a giver. And he goes, I gave you Jesus. I gave you Jesus before you could even respond. I gave you Jesus before you could even choose. I gave you Jesus. Would you stand up this morning? Why you close your eyes this morning? If you're in the house today and you go, you know, I don't know this Jesus, but I want to make him the Lord of my life. Everybody grab a hand next to you. Grab a hand next to you this morning. If you're here and you go, you know what, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want you just to squeeze the hand of somebody next to you really hard, just indicating that's me, that's me. I don't have a relationship with Jesus, but I want it. I want it. Remember it said, it's when we confess Jesus with our mouth. Confess him with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he'll start a relationship. So we're going to give you the opportunity today. So come on, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I come to you, and I've been awakened. That it is your way. That you are the way, the truth, and the life. And so I give you my life. I surrender it to you. And I put you first and foremost. I accept you, Jesus. God, I just pray your grace would flow right now. Your love would flow. Your mercy would flow. Your goodness would flow. God, I pray you'd wrap us in your grace and your love and your mercy. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Keep your eyes closed. How many of you in here today would go, you know what? I've been living my life my way for the short end of eternity, not the long end, but just for my life. And I know Jesus, and I'm in the kingdom, but I'm still living it my way. If that's you, just squeeze a hand next to somebody Just say, that's me, that's me. It's all right, and and let me make this abundantly clear. There's been many times in the journey of my relationship with Jesus that I've come to this place over and over again, where I'm like, you know what, I am selfish, and I am living for myself, and I need to get things right. And that's okay. That's okay. God's grace abounds. So we're going to pray this together. Say, Father, I come today. And I recognize that I'm living for myself. Father, I say, Father, I need your grace to live out the life you've chosen for me surrender my heart to your plans to your will to your desires i put you first jesus and i honor you i wash me clean with your righteousness Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that every single one of us are the righteousness of Christ. We stand in right standing today, not because of who we we are or what we've done, but because of what you've done. It's all because of what you accomplished on the cross. And I pray that your righteousness would abound. Security. Security. Confidence that you are loving us and you are for us and you're not against us. God, I release your grace to empower them, strength to overcome. God, we bless you. We honor you. We praise you in Jesus' name. If I could have the elders come down, if you need prayer for anything today, we want to agree in prayer with you. We want to stand with you and love you and be with you. Can we give it up for the word of God today? Isn't the word of God just super, 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 super good? Amen. Amen. Four o'clock tonight, we're gonna seek the Lord. We're gonna seek his presence. It's gonna be amazing. Come on, it's gonna be so good. Scholars ready, I can see it. That girl is ready. Listen, we love you, we love you. Thank you for being here today. We bless you. Have a great day. We will see you at 4 o'clock. If you need prayer, please come down. Please get prayer for anything. We love you. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.